Thank you for listening to the following films podcast. Today, my guest is Maximiliano Contenti. He's the writer and director behind the new horror film, The Last Matinee. The film is about a crazed killer who begins to pick off audience members attending the last showing of a horror film in a small downtown cinema. Meanwhile, the only person to notice that something strange is going on is the projectionist daughter. The film is going to be available on VOD on August 24th, and it's one of the most... I I struggle with the way to put this, because it's one of the most artfully made horror films I've seen in quite a long time. This is one of the rare films that strikes the balance between a slasher film that'll satisfy the Fangoria crowd and people that really just, uh, if you're a Brian De Palma fan and you appreciate interesting and unique cinematography, I think that this is a film that you could get a lot out of. So um, definitely not a film that is for the squeamish. <laughs> if uh, th- This movie does get gory, takes a minute to get going, but once it gets going, dear God, it is, uh, it is definitely not for the squeamish. So highly recommend it with that one caveat if you have a weaker stomach this one's not for you might want to pass on this one i want to thank bookmans for sponsoring the show and uh, fort worth for letting me use the song at the end hope you enjoyed the episode thanks hey how you doing today maxi hey christopher thank you so much for taking time out of your morning to do this i really appreciate it it's it's that you're welcome, but it's 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 the afternoon. I'm, oh, that's right. I'm You're, that's right. You're... So, good morning to you, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm having like my 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 afternoon coffee, <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, it's it's actually it's uh, six thirty. Almost. Well, thank you for taking time out of your evening to do this. I really appreciate it, man. Um, so. I, the first thing I was struck by when I, I saw this film, I was just blown away by it. I love it. Um, this is the type of horror film that made me realize that there was artistry in horror, that it wasn't, um, it seems to be paying homage to um, the one that I was thinking of immediately was a uh, crystal plumage. And so, and I was just like kind of the black trench coat, those things, the, um, the way that you're setting it up, but it's also in the same way that I think that those films are, for lack of a better word, they're a little bit trashy also. So it's those things between high-minded and very low-minded at the same time. And I think your film fits perfectly in that. Is that something that you were influenced by or something that you were going for? Yes, and 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 there was, um, yeah, when it comes to the, the inspiration, there was a, a, a sort of like a giallo scent to mm-hmm. it. It's, I mean, it's fine. It's good to, to, to just to, to call it like a neo giallo in a way, but it's more like a slasher. It's more like a, a mixture of the of these two two genres because the the actually giallo was kind of like the the, the father of the slasher of the American slasher. So I wanted to to just meet them, but it's more like a more like a slasher with a I guess an enhanced uh, art, uh, um, art direction. Or just like visually, I wanted to be uh, a movie that was uh, the style just puts you in a different mindset. That is not that you're seeing just like like a grungy movie. It's just like you're seeing a very artisty movie. Like I don't know, in a way, sometimes like I don't know, like Amelie or something that mm-hmm. is very visually rich and makes you think about the 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 subject in a different way. 
And oh, it's of just course. like enhance it or maybe and just to, to, to mention it a little bit, just make it a more competent kind of horror movie, just like maybe easier for someone that is not into those movies to 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 present it in a in a in a just like I guess in a visually more attractive way. Well, it never has that feeling like a lot of those 80s horror films, 80s slashers have, where it was a couple kids putting something together on a weekend. Um, you know, if yeah. you go watch like The Burning or the first Friday the 13th, anything like that, there's a um, <laughs> there's a lack of competency. There's a lot of about it that works, but there's a lot of rough edges on them. And those are some of the things you love about it. But every frame of your film feels completely intentional. There's nothing here that I see that feels like it was just thrown together in the last minute, that it was thought out. Um, that the moment when you have the gumballs dropping down the staircase, it's like, you know, that's untouchables De Palma level stuff. And then you're mixing that with the, you know, the way that he hands off, just holds the gumball in his hand with that black glove. Yeah. And it's just absolutely beautiful. And it's, it's frightening. And it's so simple, you know, the things that are much larger in scope are much more uh, violent and visceral. It's those kinds of moments, those quiet moments that I think really get inside you. Yeah, thank you. And uh, yeah, Brian De Palma was uh, very much in my in my mind when when making the movie. And uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I think the approach was very much to make it very artistic, and so it was very much to take care of the the frame, the framework, and and also because the inspiration of the movie came from. It happened from the, the this actual theater where we shot. This is an actual movie theater that I went as a kid in the 90s. So, and it was the the, the inspiration. I was shooting a commercial years ago and I, and, I, and I went around and went like, this place looks haunted. It's like, I, I, there's a movie here. There's a horror movie here. So I started just developing that from, from that inspiration. And so the architecture of that place was a big influence with the, uh, uh, the production designer, which was very much more experienced than I was. She's a, a veteran uh, uh, production designer from Argentina, Cristina Negro. And so she, she kept me, uh, uh, she, she took very much uh, uh, very good care about the, the visual aspect and appreciating the architecture of this place very much so and the framing and another thing was i was I, I i really maybe a little bit uh thanks to production constraints sometimes that that's good for creativity but i i wanted to make uh, good stills good framings and good images and not have it just move the camera because it's nice to have movement or just shaky cam because it gets you more in, on the edge of, of something in the story or the action. And I wanted to just, you know, hold back and, and, and just appreciate. And that's very classical. That's very much Hitchcock can inspire or I don't know, Kubrick or whatever, all of them. But it's just like, let's appreciate the architecture. Let's appreciate the frame and have this nice uh, uh, things just, you know, happening in one, in one master um, playing with the focus puller, just, and that was a little bit because sometimes I didn't have much time. This was a 24 day shoot. This is very, oh wow, very, uh, you know, it's a low budget. So, so I, 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 when I had a plan for five shots, suddenly there was like, okay, you have 
two hours, so <laughs> you need to cut like four. Okay, okay, okay. Let's do one shot, and then I do this close up, or uh, just let's do this. And 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 I I work very close with the director of photography, and uh, we were we we are friends, so so it worked out on 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 the movie's advantage visually, I guess. Oh, I I, I completely agree. The the that the it has such a defined sense of style with it, but that um, was this something that you were having to change the actual location at all, as far as dressing it, or was that pretty much how it stood still at this time? Well, in actuality, there were two locations to com combine to make this '90s uh, uh, theater. The main location, the one that inspired this, was. Um, the theater 18 de Julio, 18 mm -hmm. of July. It's the main street. It's the name of the main street in Montevideo. And this theater was, uh, uh, we, we, we managed uh, to, to have it because it was closed. And so we, we rented and we, we camped there. We put all the production there, but the, the, what we'll see the marquee and the whole thing on the street that wasn't good for, for, for it because it changed and didn't have uh, the ticket booth was different. I mean, it, it didn't even have a ticket booth. So mm -hmm. we combined another theater that, that's less prevailing like old moms and paps theater from, from, from Montevideo called Opera. Mm -hmm. It was the name of it. So I yeah. put the name of it. So, so I could reference also Archenta's opera in a way and all that and 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 it happened that I, I merged them so the stairs because them that, that movie theater looked just like it in the 90s so I put mm -hmm. the stairs from that one and the ticket booth and just the yeah the the, the marquee and the seat and the street was that theater and the insides all the inside the the, the, the projection booth theater and uh, and bathrooms and all those things uh, were from the other one, and so I, I was really scared about that 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 meetup. That I I I I was scared that I didn't it wasn't going to work out, but it did. I guess it, it, I, I would have thought it was one location, so it, it, it absolutely did work. Merged well. Yeah, absolutely, and. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Bookman's. I went to Bookman's earlier this week with the idea of getting a book, which is kind of a rare thing for me. Most of the time when I go into Bookman's, I specifically go there looking for Blu-rays, DVDs, VHS tapes. I'm a movie guy, so I'm always in there looking for movies. Occasionally I'll go in looking for vinyl, but usually one of those two things. Um, this year I've set a goal to read at least 50 books, and so I wanted to go to Bookman's to get myself a new book, get a couple of books actually. And so I started in the rare book section um, just because I, I love that they have that there, that you can go find these first editions, strange leather-bound editions of stuff, and there's always something cool in there. And I actually found uh, two screenplays that were uh, bound together for Kevin Smith films for Clerks and Chasing Amy, which was just a reminder of how talented he was, probably is as a writer, but he's just had a, he's been on this really strange path for last couple years and I'm hoping that he pulls it back together and uh, let's go of the yoga hosers side of things and maybe gets back to red state or at the very least maybe gets back to uh, chasing Amy side of things something just a little bit more relationship based but didn't get that I ended up getting um, the Ernest Klein novel ready player two 
which is really cool to see it there because this was a new release and it was something that somebody had already read, turned in, and now I'll be doing the same thing because I've finished the book. I'm going to go ahead and take it into Bookman's to exchange it and get myself something new, something new to me. And that's what's really great about this. You can buy, sell, and trade anything that you have, uh, be it a book, a movie, a music, a home goods, and get stuff that you're interested in now, something that you no longer need, something that's taking up clutter in your house and just exchange it for something that you're more interested in at this point. Um, there's also discount programs for teens and kids, which is something as a parent of a five-year-old and a 10-year-old that they can go in there and use their discount to buy stuff and they get treated special for the kids club. It's really kind of neat. And they also have that uh, same program for teachers as well. So Bookman's is a one-stop location for arts, culture, and entertainment. And Bookman's has your cool covered. Enjoy the rest of the show. Thanks. Can you talk a little bit about the uh, the casting of this film? Because this is something where really if these, I, it's such a small film it's very intimate it doesn't go once you get inside the theater you don't leave the theater yeah, yeah. it was scope. conceived yes it was conceived for uh i i mean the whole thing came came to be because of the theater and I also because I, I i was struggling to to make a actually make a drama that i was developing and it's and i couldn't get funding and i and i went oh let's go back to roots let's make a a genre movie, a horror movie that it comes naturally, <laughs> comes more naturally <laughs> to me. And uh, let's make it, uh, you know, contained. Let's just make it in, in a in one location. So it was contained, but although it was contained, it was kind of like yeah, it took some time to develop. But yeah, uh, casting casting was. Uh, a three part, I guess. It's like it was, it was a lot, yeah, it was a long process too to, to come up with all these characters. One part was uh, thing, uh, some, some actors that I knew, the protagonist, I knew her from some, some colleagues from Argentina. She's Argentinian and, uh, and we had this Argentinian co production. So it, it so happened that, I mean, she didn't do. Um, she, she 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 showed me some works and I saw, I saw her in movies and it kind of I kind of like I thought she works out for for this character so I saved the the space for her mm-hmm. and I did that with another uh, actors that I knew from Uruguay and then I did casting for the rest and uh, and I struggled to find the kid that was that was tough I was actually lucky to 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 get Franco which. He was very natural because the, the the there's not much. I mean, it's it's actually you had to search in Argentina. You have to uh, Uruguay is a very small country, so you you don't have much to to to, to look around actually. Mm-hmm. So, so I look around and I, I found him, and that was good because she uh, he 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 worked out very well. And uh, and 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 then the teenagers, I did the same. I was surprised with uh, Julieta Spinelli. They did some auto casting. They sent okay. videos, and mm-hmm. then I, 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 we, we, we tried them out, and some were uh, their first experiences. Julieta was the first uh, movie too, but she, she is, she plays Angela, the, um, so, and she, uh, she, she, she surprised me with their, with their video, with their presentation video. So yeah, there's some vet, veterans, you know? Veterans, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, but mostly they're first timers in the, in the in the young department, of course. So yeah, sometimes well, uh, yeah, you have to motivate them a lot when 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 you're shooting. Well, you it's kind of scary to work with kid actors anyway, um, because they can be very difficult to find, and when you're having such a limited amount of days on a small oh, yeah. budget like what you have if you don't have the right kid who can't show up and get it in oh. one or two you're going to be screwed so that had to be yes, pretty and scary you have less, less hours you have even oh less yeah hours. True. yeah and and actually the other thing that happened the, the, the other thing is uh, it was winter and it was we had a little uh, um i mean the, our schedule was going to be not it was going to be early winter but then it turned out to be late winter and it was really cold and everybody got sick but me this was pre-covid so it was okay but the thing was uh everyone was sick i i, I survived and the kid was sick so i was oh no with him uh, just having you know the flu and you have six hours or something like that for a day so i had to cut up a lot of shots and a lot of things just to yeah, to, to make it happen. And uh, yeah, and he was a natural. He is a natural. He was yes. doing uh, good every time he gave me a good shot. And that's that's something for, for a nine, nine-year-old, ten-year-old. Uh, well, for a, a great deal of the movie, he's the audience's eyes. So we, he's the yeah. way, our entry point that we're seeing terror, fear, the reality of what's going on through his point of view. And so, yeah, if you had the wrong kid in that part, it just wouldn't have worked. And he's a visual character. Yeah, that's. I mean, he only says one thing in the whole thing. I mean, he's just visual. He says yeah. he's a very, he's a silent character. So you had to be very, uh, very good with their, with his expressions and everything, and 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 reacting and all that. So yeah, I was very lucky. And there's one other thing. I know we're getting close to kind of the end of the time here, but there was um, the eyeballs in this film, <laughs> and without giving anything away. Um, for those that have seen the film Zombie, there's a moment with an eyeball in that that just kind of scarred me for life. I saw it way too young, and it's just one of those things that always stuck with me. So when I see things, horror, that involves an eye, it really messes with me. And I think you you kind of got that same reaction out of me 30 yeah. years later. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm, I'm really into um, I'm not really into it. <laughs> just like <laughs> I, I, I get also eye trauma. I think well, that's one of my worst fears, I guess. Horrible. Yeah. So yeah, and, and I, I pushed a little more because on the on the on the first draft, there wasn't that much. I mean, I, I just pushed it. I guess you know, I'm I'm not gonna spoil it, but I right. pushed things for, further with the eyes, and um, it goes yeah, far <laughs> for sure. I took it a little far. And and, and a quick note, I I decided to make. This is a quick note. I decided to make the eyes, the human eyes, a little larger, just to have a little more expression visually. Ah. Just a little larger, just like, uh, I remember we had this, the, you know, the, the accurate size, mm -hmm. with the, the special effects uh, guy with the, with the director, and he said, this is the, the actual size, and I went like, those are too little. That's like, uh, let's make them just a little bit. So it's, they're not, um, how you say, biologically accurate, but sure. more, more yeah, expressionistic. No, no. <laughs> well, no, and it, it works that way. The, um, the other thing that I just I had to mention, um, there's something that I love in your film. It's the movie within the movie. 
Um, and the way that the on-screen violence in your film doesn't show up till later and it doesn't, once it gets going, it definitely, it doesn't slow down, but the only real violence that you're seeing is the movie that they're watching in the theater. And it's almost like acting as a precursor where it's this, uh, foreshadowing of what's to happen in the film. How did you land on that particular film? Because it's kind of a, an unusual choice considering the year that it was made. And uh, yes, it's a, it's um, a long story. <laughs> okay. it's, a, it's, a, it's a long, but very interesting story. It, it wasn't uh, the first uh, idea that, that happened. I mean, it's uh, the, the, the movie within the movie was gonna be shot and I was, uh, it was scripted and it was going to be like a giallo horror, Italian horror mock-up. I was going to, I was very excited because I was going to shoot like another movie, like a little short movie within the movie, but we didn't have the budget for it. It was another week of shooting and I started and, and, the, and, and we were going to start shoot the, to shoot the, the main thing. So I, I, with the producers, I went like, well, let's just try to get a real movie a real Italian horror and, you know, get the rights for like six minutes or something. And so that started a search for a movie that landed to the Frankenstein movie. The thing with the Frankenstein movie, it's like, I first, we so I have like four different uh, cuts of the movie with other movies, Italians, <laughs> uh, horrors, real yeah. ones. That, did, that, 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 that fell through because of the pandemic and because the Italian distributor that we had actually just like, it, it was playing with us. It was just, yes, and then no, and then no, don't put this, or I don't have the rights for this one, but he gave me one that, and then he didn't have the rights. And like, but the thing is this movie, within the movie, the Frankenstein one, I, I, I was hesitated. I was, I was hesitant to put it because of, it was made in 2010, 2011. Right. There's another couple of uh, anachronisms on purpose besides that. But the thing was, this movie is, 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 is directed by the, um, the, the, the director plays our killer here. Right. He's, a, he's the horror pioneer from Uruguay. He's the only one who made horror movies. The first one who made horror movies through the 80s and 90s in Uruguay. Now he lives in Chicago for the for the longest time, he 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 he's he's there. He still makes independent films. It's Ricardo Islas, so it's a it has a, a subtext, a cinephile subtext to it. That 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 that, that came from the necessity. The, this necessity. This wasn't something that you know I thought about, and then, and it worked. This movie worked. Yeah. I, I was I was really hesitant because of the of the anachronism. And then I said, well, this is a movie that homages the Hammer films yes. you know, from, from, from Britain. So it's just like, it feels like an 80s or 90s movie. Mm -hmm. feels like an old movie. It doesn't feel like a 2010 movie. So it's going to work out. And it's, a very, it's like a very indie movie. So it and has this connection. And uh, yeah, the, I, I really like that. I actually think it's much better than the version that we have written, uh, 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 the, the original one. So, and, and the other anachronisms are a couple of posters that I put, but the same, ask thing about happens, that. Yeah. The, the same thing happens to them. They are movies. Uh, one is a movie that I did before and it's a movie that happens in the nineties. So it works out. It just feels like, feels right. And the other one is a zombie movie, the first zombie movie from Argentina. And the same thing is from 2001 and mine is like 
2006 or something. Right. And they both look like 90s movies. So <laughs> it's, I said, okay, I have three anachronisms. Okay, that's it. Well, I don't uh, think anybody's watching your film looking for utter realism. It's escapism. It's okay that it's all, it is, it, it this, is. Is, this is fantasy. So it, is, <laughs> it is an alternative fantasy 1983 Montevideo. It's it's a very much uh, in my head. It's not well, it's not real. And 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 the movie wants you to 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 know from the beginning that this is a movie. Just have fun, enjoy it, and uh, don't take it seriously. Of course. Well, and I I know it's time to wrap things up. I just want to say, and this is a film that I highly recommend. I loved the movie. This is something that I think people will enjoy. You can tell that you don't need to take it very seriously. You can have fun with this, but it was made by people who took it seriously. It doesn't feel like there's any cynicism in this movie. So I really appreciate that. As a big genre fan, it doesn't feel like somebody that's making it to just get something made. So thank you for paying respect yeah. to the film you, and the genre you were making with them. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you, man. Take care. Have a good okay. one. Bye-bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye now.